All right, that I'm going to be talking about two recent suicides uh, in the past 24 hours, and I just felt the need to say something to address it because when we see celebrity suicides in the news, then uh, we know that there's an exponential increase in suicides uh, throughout the world. And I, I just want to get in your ear uh, uh, if, if you're feeling triggered in some way. So uh, I want to talk about, I'm going to talk about three things. Uh, first, um, the two people I'm referring to are the K-pop singer Suyi. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce her name. I, I apologize to any Korean listeners if I'm mispronouncing her name. It's either it's it looks like Sully S U L L I, but I'm going to assume that it's Suyi. Um, uh, she recently completed suicide uh, at the age of I believe 25. And then we also had comedian Daphne Dorman, uh, who was mentioned in Dave Chappelle's uh, recent Netflix special, Sticks and Stones. And the reason why I want to talk about uh, this, uh, the first thing I want to address is that when we see and hear about suicides in the news, um, immediately people put up the old adage of suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Well, yes and no, because it doesn't feel like a temporary problem in the moment, right? That when you when you're hit with that emotion, that as as if you've uh, listened to my previous episodes, um, uh, I like to call them sandstorms. Uh, because it just feels overwhelming, it feels out of control. You feel hopeless, uh, like it's never gonna end. Uh, but like a sandstorm, it does. Eventually, it does. It ends. It goes through you. It's not a, a permanent state. However, the cycle of of sandstorms is for a lot of people permanent, right? Just like the sun coming up and down, the sun doesn't stay up forever. It goes down, uh, but the cycle of the sun coming up and down is, for the most part, uh, permanent, right? Sun, uh, they're just things that are permanent. They're cycles. The cycle is, is what is permanent. And what people who experience them is the fear of the next cycle coming through um, or just not even accepting that as part of a cycle. So many people think that, oh, if I do A, B, and C, then... That there will be no more cycles, but sometimes we are just genetically predisposed to cycles. It's just like, you know, I live in L.A., and I know that there's a cycle of earthquakes that are going to come through, right? Like, they're like, we're going to get hit with a big one. That's just the nature of things, right? Things exist on a cycle, and some people uh, live in the areas where they don't have earthquakes, so they don't have to worry about that. However, uh, they may have uh, floods. They may have hurricanes. Uh, they may have um, droughts, fires. Every no, there's there's nowhere on earth that you can live and not have a challenge or obstacle or cycle. So it's the same thing with people. It doesn't matter who you are, how much money you make, who you're married to, 
what status you have, where you are. You're experiencing you you as just the nature of being here on this earth. There you have your own individual challenges, and so this whole suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem is uh, is kind of diminishing actually, and it's the exact opposite of what we should be saying to someone. Uh, we should be validating people's emotions. We should be supporting where they are now, not where we want them to be or how we want them to feel. It's being able to listen to and accept someone and accept ourselves for how just, you know, hey, right now I'm, I'm a little off. Right now I'm hungry. Right now I'm angry. Whatever your emotion is, it's if you're able to accept what it is, if you're able to accept that this, a tsunami is coming, that an earthquake is coming, uh, then you, you're better able to deal with it. But if, you, if you're not accepting of your own emotions, that's going to make it uh, a struggle also. You see those people who stay, they, they know that um, uh, a storm is brewing and uh, they, they stay and they're like, I'm not leaving this house. It's like, no, get out the house. That's the whole point of the tornado warning. That's the whole point of the, so that, you know, it's when you, um, uh, if you feel like you're a little off, that's when you need to get out the house. That's when you need to call someone, call anybody, call an enemy, call a friend, call the 1-800-SUICIDE number, um, yell out your window, um, Stop saying that you're fine, right? If you're not fine, you're not fine, and that's fine, and that's great. You don't have to be fine all the time. You don't have to be great. You don't have to be uh, uh, ecstatic or excited. It's like if you're sad, say you're sad. If you're frustrated, say you're frustrated. Um, and um, and But just know that by expressing it and sharing, if you're lonely, say you're lonely. If you feel disconnected, if you feel shame, if you feel guilty, Label the emotion. Get it out there. If you feel confused, say you're confused. That's okay. Hey, how do you feel? I don't know. That's a perfectly acceptable answer. I don't know. Let me think about it. Let me let me go deep. I've been going, going, going all day. I have no idea uh, how I feel. I've just been doing, 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 right? So uh, also watch uh, Gary Goldman. Gary Goldman has a new special on HBO called The Great Depression. He talks about his whole depression journey, uh, how he checked himself into a, uh, a clinic uh, twice, I believe, and uh, for a week, both times, and, uh, and uh, said it was a, a great experience. I mean, I don't know what great is. Uh, I've never checked in, but uh, I mean, not like he was getting like a spa treatment or anything like that, but um, you know, it wasn't the negative uh, images that we see on television. Also, um, uh, there's something else about the Great Depression I wanted to say. Uh, if you're someone who knows somebody who's struggling with suicide ideation, call the 1-800 number and, they'll, and they will help you learn how to communicate and be supportive with that person so you don't have to feel like you're alone and trying to help your friend out, right? Um, so that's the first part. The second part is uh, I want to address uh, what Suyi said 
and what Daphne said, because I know that there are other people out there who are struggling with similar feelings. With uh, Suyi, she talked about feeling like a failure, uh, and which is, you know, a testament that even with all the success that uh, Suyi had as a, a Korean pop star, she still felt like uh, a failure. Um, and so I want to talk about, for those of you who feel like a failure, there, there, there's two things, all right? And this is coming from uh, Psychology Today, Leslie Becker Phelps, PhD. Um, and uh, her article is labeled, What to Do When You Feel Like a Failure, all right? And she says that um, every time you fall short of achieving your goal, you fall back to being self-critical. Then it's difficult, if not impossible, to let go of all that negativity, which is a serious drain on your motivation, right? When people hold a negative perception of themselves, it is not surprising that they feel quickly defeated when faced with challenges. Each obstacle, mistake, or failure can seem like proof of what they already know that they won't succeed, and that they are not okay. So the key is, according to Leslie Becker Phelps, and I concur, focus on valuing who you are, not what you do. I'm going to say that again. Focus on valuing who you are and not what you do. When people look to their accomplishments to validate that they are worthy, their sense of feeling good about themselves rides on those accomplishments. So if you perform well, you will feel good about yourself. If you perform poorly, you will feel less worthy. But you are more than your accomplishments, just as every infant is born into this world as a worthy human being. You are worthy just for being you. And I, listen, I, after I do a show, my sense of worth rides up and down on my performance and it's not you know what I realize is not even based on uh the performance itself because sometimes I'll do a show and it wasn't that funny but I felt really connected to the material and I and I said what I wanted to say because sometimes I'll have a great show and then um and then still f and feel like crap after because I didn't really express myself the way that I wanted to. I didn't say, I didn't try the new material. I was, I got scared. I, uh, you know, I bailed out of a joke early or whatever. I didn't stick to my guns, um, whatever it is. So it, it's, you realize how you feel is really based on um, your expectation of yourself, right? Um, so there are two things that Dr. Leslie Becker Phelps uh, suggests. And she said, first, the power is within you. Research has shown that when people reflect upon their true selves, uh, they gain a greater sense of well-being and perceive more meaning in their lives. You can test this out by arranging for some undisturbed time to think about your values and those traits that you feel characterize the real you. When you imagine expressing them, they will feel right. After some time thinking about this, reflect on how you feel about yourself. You will most likely find that you feel good about yourself. This is the feeling 
you want to nurture. Make a daily practice of doing this exercise in benign and positive circumstances, but not in the middle of an emotional crisis. With time, you will find that you will feel better about yourself even when life is not working out as planned. All right. So and, and this is so true. It's like, who who is your true self? Right. Um, what are those traits and values that you that you like about yourself? Right. And, and if you don't know, if you're like, I'm not sure, look up your astrological sign, go to the stars. I do that all the time. I look at the fact I'm a Pisces. I'm like, oh, what are the traits and characters of a Pisces? Uh, I'm a Pisces dragon. I look at the dragon. And then together, it's a firefly. Um, I also realize that people will, uh, oh, this is the second part. Okay, let me get to this. All right, let me get to number two, the last one. Uh, she says the other uh, part of uh, not feeling like a failure is recognize the power of relationships. People are social creatures and relationships offer a support in both practical and emotional ways. In healthy relationships, others generally view you positive, even though they might have different opinions that, that than you or be upset with you about specific situations. By being open to their positive ways of perceiving you and their good feelings about you, you are nurturing a greater sense of self-acceptance. All right. Um, pick one person and think about what they seem to value about you. If you don't know, consider asking that person directly. As you think about this, allow yourself to really take in the positive messages. This is so key. Because um, I, I had someone, I was talking to someone the other day, and I was like, I'm lazy. And then the person was like, you're not lazy. And I didn't take it in. I kind of deflected it, and I was like, no, I'm lazy. And I was like fighting for my, for my laziness. And a lot of us do that. We fight for our lower selves instead of uh, at the same time recognizing our higher self and recognizing and accepting the compliments that we do receive. So we're kind of building a case against ourselves um, or against the self that uh, we want to be in a self that is uh, showing up. I, you know, even physically, um, you know, because I'll put on a few pounds and I'm always thinking about that. But, you know, people will be like, man, you know, you have beautiful eyes or uh, you have a strong jawline or uh, big hand. Like, you know, I get all these uh, compliments about uh, my energy, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And I just and I find myself at times deflecting those instead of accepting those. So um, just take note of the compliments you receive, whether it's about you, whether it's about your work, your work ethic, uh, if somebody smiled at you. Sometimes we forget all these little micro indicators, right? Not the major, and we, 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 we brush over, gloss over, ignore, forget the micro indicators that, uh, there was this little girl today as I was walking by, she saw me and she smiled and she was waving a bag and and that's something I completely, you know, glossed over until, you know, this moment now talking to you guys. So there are all these moments where somebody opens a door for you, somebody says thank you or you're welcome or, um, you know, steps to the side so that you can walk through all these little things that are happening for us. Um, and we have to take time to acknowledge and accept those. And then all these things that we do daily 
to show our self-worth, whether you got up and you took a shower this morning, you made breakfast, you went to work, you called your, you talked to your kids or your parents or you, you uh, went for a walk, uh, whatever, whatever, maybe you read a couple pages in a book, whatever it is you did, you did something today to, to show your worth. And whatever that is, ask yourself, no matter how small it was, how can you build on that? How can you how can you nurture more of that side of yourself? And uh, and I think you will then find yourself feeling very proud of of yourself and uh, no longer feeling like a failure. Um, so that's from Leslie Becker Phelps, Ph.D. And, you know, I might even just do a, a separate episode on the whole failure thing. So now when I look at uh, Daphne right? She talked about how um, she she felt, uh, uh, wait, what's the word? What? Uh, oh, my bad. So Suyi is the one who felt like um, she, uh, uh, Daphne Brown is the one who felt like a failure, okay? Uh, Suyi is the one who felt uh, misunderstood. And so I want to talk about um, uh, how to feel understood and, and what that is like for the people, for the listeners who feel misunderstood. Uh, you don't feel appreciated. You don't feel approved. You don't feel attended to uh, or loved or liked. And so... Here is, and this is coming from Leon Seltzer, Ph.D. If you, all right, let's consider 10 reasons why feeling that others can grasp the meaning of your words and actions is critical to achieving, uh, to enduring sense of security and well-being. So he writes an interesting article, and he talks about how feeling understood may, may even be more important than feeling loved, Right. And uh, here's his argument for it, all right? So one, you're known. When you experience feeling being misunderstood, the connection between you and the other person is served, or se- severe, or severed, severed. Uh, you're by yourself, disjoined, cut off. I list this advantage of others getting you as a starting point because I believe all the other benefits of being understood stem from this, right? Um, and you're blah, blah, blah. your experience being misunderstood. The connection between you and the other. Uh, yeah, so you don't feel uh, you feel like you're on an island when you don't feel understood, right? You feel like you're you're just out there uh, fending for yourself. And we're social beings, as we mentioned earlier. Nobody likes to feel misunderstood. You're like, ah, that's not what I was saying. What I was saying was such and such. And there's nothing worse than in trying to, you know, uh, express yourself or, uh, or come to an understanding. And then you're, you're cut off or uh, disregarded or your time is up, um, you know, things like that. So we all want to feel um, understood and, and connected. And, and when we don't, we, we feel like a, a unknown or ostracized, right? Um, the... Second reason why feeling that others can grasp meaning of your words and actions is critical to achieving an enduring sense of security and well-being is uh, when we feel understood, 
our identity is confirmed. Having others see you as you want and need to be seen verifies your sense of self. It assures you that who you believe you are is understandable and justified. To feel truly gotten is to feel deeply, rewardingly validated. You know, and that's why people post on social media so much and to get the likes and uh, post photos and videos of themselves. It's it's like you, you want your identity confirmed, um, uh, but also then that when you when we post on social media, it also opens us up to criticism, which is exactly what Suyi experienced in that she felt like her fans, the media, and her friends did not understand who she really was and what she was really going through. And, um, and it, it's, that's just not a, it's not a great feeling, right? Um, the other reason why we want to feel understood so much is that uh, we're social creatures. And uh, if, you're too, if you're to feel real, a certain amount of external corroboration is necessary. Right. The unconscious fear that seems to always be lurking in the background is that if we aren't understood, it will be as if we never existed. I mean, that's just scary. Right. It's like to feel like you never like you were never here when you're at a party and you just, uh, you know, nobody understood you. They don't talk about you. They turn their back like, you know, it's, it's that that the idea of um, people say the worst thing a, a woman can say to you is no but really it's nothing. If you're like, hey, can I get your number? She just looks at you and then looks away like, whoa, that, that is so painful. I'm actually going to write that down. That's uh, um, coming up with ideas, guys. Uh, no versus nothing. Um, and then the fourth reason why we want to be understood is that it makes us feel like we belong. We feel we want to feel like uh, we're welcome. You see uh, welcome mats in front of people's homes, right? And they say welcome. But uh, but what's funny? I, I mean, has anybody ever just walked into somebody's house to have the welcome mat on her? I wonder. I, <laughs> I mean, I wonder if they're like welcome, but like between uh, ten a.m. and four p.m. Uh, I feel like anytime I see those welcome mat signs, there should be hours on there because surely um, 2 a.m. is not uh, a time that I would welcome anybody. I don't care how much of an open door policy that you have. Uh, the fifth reason why we love to feel understood is that it makes us feel like we're part of something larger than ourselves. We all need to feel that we're related to a community of like-minded individuals. That's why you see like book clubs, uh, people join teams, uh, join the military. Uh, having such an expanded perception of self help of self helps to make our lives feel more meaningful, more purposeful, and it contributes to a sense of personal value as well. Uh, and the sixth reason why we want to feel understood is that. It makes us feel accepted, and we talked about this already. Uh, feeling understood is in many ways tantamount to feeling socially recognized or endorsed. Even non-verbally, another's physical or facial reactions to something you shared can be more, most comforting. Various acts of empathy also connote acknowledgement, understanding, and support. And however introverted you might be, gregarious species that we are, no one enjoys feeling alienated from others 
or all alone. I know I'm uh, considering going to my high school reunion this Friday uh, because I want to be a part of something larger than myself, which what's larger than my graduating class. We had a thousand students. Um, I don't expect a thousand people to be at the high school reunion, maybe 50. Uh, I haven't decided for sure yet that I'm going, but uh, I am considering it and, and we'll see. Um, but, you know, the other part is that it's not just about feeling connected to, to, to people and a number of people. It's also feeling connected to the people that you want to feel connected to. And that's, you know, family and friends. And when your inner circle, in the, in the case of Sue Yi, starts to collapse, uh, it becomes challenging, right? And, uh, and that, that really hurts. But, but we all want to feel accepted, which is number six, right? That's the number six reason why we want to feel understood is that in many ways, uh, oh, I already said that. Number seven, uh, when we feel understood, it also empowers us, right? When we feel understood, when we feel heard, uh, you're not groping your way in the darkness, uh, with others' respectful willingness to recognize you and your intentions, you're empowered to attempt and accomplish things that you otherwise might not be driven to do. Things tend to matter more to us when we have a sense that others care about them too. And this is why we call our friends and, and, and talk to people and, and share our ideas because then all it takes is one person to be like, yeah, man, that's a great idea. Why don't you try it? And you're like, all right. And then you're just off and running. Uh, a, a lot of things I've I've done. I, it was I was in um, Indiana. I did a uh, I did a play. I did one play when I was in college, and uh, during the play or after the play, uh, after we had our debut, somebody was like, "Man, you're really good. You should move to L.A." And that was all it took. I packed my bags and moved to L.A. One person. Not a million people. I don't even think it was somebody I really knew. It was some stranger. <laughs> and I just packed my bags and was like, deuces, I'm out. And now I'm uh, here in L.A. and uh, very thankful to that one person. Whoever you are, hopefully you're, you are listening or you're thriving. But thank you to that one person. Um, and if someone tells you something that you don't agree with, you just keep asking around until you find somebody who who co-signs on it, or or at the very least, go to a uh, <laughs> go to a psychic <laughs> and see what the psychic says. Uh, the, the eighth reason why we want to feel understood and why it's so important is that you understand yourself better. If someone says, "quote," so in other words, it sounds as though you must believe X because you seem to be implying Y, end quote. It's quite possible that their synopsis of what you shared actually goes beyond what you yourself had realized. In adding something of their own intuition and experience to your utterance, they may help you better comprehend the deeper, more personal ramifications of what you're communicating, right? So basically, the beautiful part of having someone understand you and feeling understood is that when they mirror, reflect back uh, what you've said, they usually will add something else to it. It's just like um, I watch the show Succession, and after the show, I talk about the show with uh, a number of uh, my friends and, and even listen on a podcast about it. And each podcast and each friend and each conversation will always add something to the conversation 
that I had not realized before. So that's the power in talking to different people and not just one person because uh, it gives you different perspectives, different points, and then you can kind of go home and reflect. And that's that's the major thing. Taking time to reflect on what you've heard, what you've absorbed, what you've read, uh, what you felt, uh, that becomes very powerful that you give yourself space because if you're taking in all of this feedback and then you think you're just going to lay down and go to sleep, no, 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 no. Your, your, your brain has a couple things it wants to it wants to say. It, ha- it has some opinions. It has some thoughts. It has some feedback on the feedback. So uh, uh, give yourself space to take that and give yourself a moment, whether it's uh, on a train ride to work or uh, uh, um, uh, in the middle of the day during lunch, but give yourself some time to reflect on the things that you've uh, taken in. A lot of times um, I used to like listen to podcasts back to back to back, but now I realize the value in listening to a podcast and then just shutting everything off for a while to kind of absorb what I just heard and and tap into uh, what my real thoughts and feelings on on it were. Whether it's a whether it's a funny podcast or a serious one or informative, it doesn't matter. I like to give myself space to reflect on. Uh, and even if I go out to lunch with friends or uh, a dinner or a date or whatever I'm doing, any experience that I have, I love to give myself space after to kind of reflect on that experience and. Uh, and 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 ask myself what what I valued, what mattered, what stood out, what were the lessons, et cetera, et cetera. To really good good to really get good at asking yourself questions. Um, and the ninth reason uh, that you uh, that we that we love to feel understood is that we experience more satisfaction in our relationships. Right? When you feel understood, it prompts you to relate more fully to others to show more willingness to be open and vulnerable with them. As Carl Nassar astutely observes, quote, when we feel understood, we show others our true selves, flaws, and all. In turn, they are more likely to be vulnerable and honest with us. This helps us connect on a deeper level, improving the quality of our relationships, end quote. And this is why, like, there's there's a lot of celebrities who uh, are, are big because... And because we feel like we know the rock is a, is a person who, you know, millions of followers, not just because, uh, he makes great movies and, um, uh, is, is muscular and, and, and guys want to be him and women want to be with him. Uh, but also because he makes us feel like he's being, uh, vulnerable and, and really open and honest with us, uh, about his journey and uh, his thoughts and feelings, and you see that in a lot of uh, of the top celebrities. Uh, I mean, it was like uh, Whitney Cummings, very funny um, comedian. She has that same level of uh, vulnerability on her uh, her Instagram uh, as does uh, Justin May Peluso. Uh, a lot of comics. So the comics who are really thriving are the ones who really show uh, all of them. Uh, uh, or at least now you gotta save something for yourself. So at least ninety, you know, eighty to ninety percent of themselves uh, to the world, right? So, but you, but you, but they, but they have a better relationship. They're more satisfied in their relationships when they're 
when they're able to be vulnerable and really share uh, who they are and say what they want to say and, and be weird and be crazy and be loony and, and all that, right? And the last reason why it feels so good to, to be understood is that uh, you're shielded from the depths of depression. Depression is closely tied to feelings of separation and estrangement. So feeling understood and connected to those around us may be one of the best safeguards from entering this so torturous, agonizing state, as well as constitute its antidote, right? Uh, enjoying employing functional magnetic uh, with the studies, blah, blah, blah. All right. So concluding thoughts, right? Two final considerations deserve mention here. Are you doing everything that potentially you could do to make yourself understood? That is, how much responsibility might you yourself have for being misconstrued? For instance, if a response to your text or email is far afield from what you thought you'd communicated, you might want to reread your message and check whether what you wrote accurately transcribed what was in your head. In general, you can't assume you'll be understood unless you take the time to make certain the language you're employing is crystal clear. If you don't do this, any misunderstanding is more likely on you, not the other person. And I will attest to this. There are, I, with, with emails and text messages, uh, so much can get lost. So I will often write up, uh, if there's something I know that, um, uh, if it's a message that I'm trying to convey that may be emotionally laden or sensitive topic, then I will I will write it up and I will send that message out to like three to five people who uh, for feedback. I, I I send it out. I go I send it out to a couple of friends and I go, hey, this is this is the situation. This is the way I want to respond. What do you think about it? And then they will inevitably every time give me something that is ten times better. And uh, that than what I was originally going to send, because I know for myself that I'm a little direct and can be uh, a bit aggressive in my response or short. And uh, and so I sent it out to a couple guy and girlfriends and um, and let them put the little uh, uh, sprinkles on there. And uh, and then it's all I go, oh, my God, this is this is exactly what this message should say. And then, uh, then I send it out. So you know, definitely have a wellspring of uh, of friends, right? Send out emails to. I have to write that down. Okay. And then this, the 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 last consideration is how well do you understand yourself? Right? Question mark. How well do you understand yourself? If you're still confused about who you really are or what you stand for, you can't expect anyone else to grasp what you yourself remain unclear and befuddled about, in which case you may need to engage in a process of self-inquiry and discovery. And if you get stuck there, consider that such inward exploration can be greatly facilitated by working with a professional therapist. After all, knowing yourself is every bit as important as being known by others. And for those of you who are like, I can't afford a therapist, this is why Daily journaling becomes important so that you can start to recognize your patterns, recognize what you value, recognize what's important to you, recognize those moments when you do feel accepted, recognize the moments where 
you do feel understood. And then how do you double down on that? How do you nurture those moments? Recognize those moments when you do feel connected and loved, right? So, but it starts with being aware of it, keeping track of it. And it's not something you'll have to do all the time. Some people um, are more in tuned uh, from an earlier age just because they grew up in uh, uh, an environment that fostered that. And then some people is going to take, it might take you a couple months to figure out who you really are and what you really stand for. It might take you a couple years. It, you know, uh, it's a process and it's one of those things that never really ends the exploration of self because as we get older and, and as, as, the, as the world change, uh, changes, we also change. And so it's just about keeping uh, uh, ear to where we are now. You know what it is? You know how uh, I play the guitar and, or I should say practicing the guitar, uh, tuning the guitar. Um, you have to tune the guitar every day. Every day. Every time you want to play the guitar and you put it down, you go pick it up the next. Even if I, I played this morning and I go to play it in the evening, I have to retune the guitar. So that's what, that's what the germs is all about. That's what journaling is about. That's what exercise is. That's what reading is. That's what meditation is. That's what self-talk is. All these things that we do to take care of ourselves, that's what socializing is, right? That's what taking time to reflect is that you have to find, you have to figure out how to daily tune yourself so that you can thrive in the environment that you're in and also recognizing that the way you tune yourself every day is going to be different, right? It's just like um, if I travel with my guitar, the air pressure uh, drastically loosens. I think it loosens or tightens the strings, whatever, but it drastically warps the strings. And so it requires more tuning after a flight. So it's the same thing with your body, right? If you've been traveling a lot, um, you may require more journaling. You may require more time to yourself. You may require more meditation. So these are things you have to be aware of. of. And this is what we talk about when we talk about self-care and knowing how to take care of yourself. And, and the better you get at that, the better you can communicate to others uh, what you need. Uh, I'm going to end right there. I want to thank you guys for tuning in uh, to another episode. This, Like I said, this is just something like, you know, these, these two celebrity uh, uh, suicides. Uh, and I just felt like I, 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 I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to get in your ear. And I want to know that uh, there's, there's somebody. And you can email me at uh, before you kill yourself at yahoo.com. I know you guys are like, uh, you don't have a Gmail? No, I don't have a Gmail. It's yahoo. Email me at yahoo.com before you kill yourself. And, uh, and let's talk. You have a community here. But don't forget that we also have a, um, uh, a website, uh, not website, but um, a Facebook uh, page before you kill yourself. Um, so we're slowly building up that community, and I love it. If you uh, have not rated us on iTunes, please go to iTunes and, uh, and give us five stars and leave a comment. I love I love reading the comments. Uh, I love the all the ratings that we've uh, received, uh, and I love the community. And then eventually, the the goal would be to make this a live show.
to go on tour around the world and, and really connect with the community at large. We have some projects uh, in the works uh, that will, uh, God willing, bring that to fruition. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget that this podcast is not a substitute for you calling the 1-800-SUICIDE or texting. Um, if you're international, there are numbers for uh, you to call internationally. Uh, there's online support. Uh, I love you. Uh, I understand you. Uh, and we will talk to you again soon.